<laughs> How's everyone doing this morning? So nice to see you guys. Yes, we got some thumbs up. Lots of thumbs up. That's great. I love being with you. I am willing to deal with this sunshine, with this heat, just to be with you all. It's very nice to, to be together. So we are currently doing a very short series on prayer. Uh, we're going to do a three-week series on prayer, uh, just kind of refreshing ourselves with, with what, what are some of the underlying principles behind prayer and why do we pray the way that we do and how should we pray together? Is my sound okay? Am I good? Okay. So last week we talked about what I call asking prayer. And this is pretty straightforward. It's when you come to God and you ask for something. I think most of us, when we pray, that's often how we do it. We come and we say, Lord, please give me this, or please, can I have this? Um, and that's okay. That's a good way to pray. Jesus tells us to, to ask the Father for things. And last week, we talked about how it actually brings God glory when we pray and when he answers our prayer, when we bear fruit in prayer. So I encourage you to keep asking the Lord, keep asking him for things. But we also talked about how when we ask, it's important that we ask in line with God's desires. In line with God's desires. We have to figure out the kingdom stuff that God likes and pray into those things. So we find that out by reading the scriptures. We find that out um, sometimes through experience, but often through the scriptures. God shows us his heart for what he desires for us. But there's one other aspect of prayer that sometimes we miss. And this is listening. Listening. How would you feel if I came to you and I said, Julie and I, my wife Julie and I have the best relationship. We are just so close. I know everything about her. Um, I talk to her all the time. She never talks to me. She doesn't talk back, but I talk to her all the time. And we just have this really close bond. You'd, you'd probably think this guy's got some issues maybe. <laughs> There's something wrong here. He talks to his wife, but she doesn't talk to him at all, or what? We Communication is a two-way street, and we all know this. We all know this. It's hard to have genuine relationship with someone if you don't have that two-way conversation. And I think sometimes, as Christians, sometimes our relationship to God can be a little bit one-sided. If, if I'm being honest with myself, if I'm being honest with, with all of us, that sometimes we ask more often than we listen. And I think that's, that's okay. We're, we have to learn how to pray with God, how to pray in the Spirit. But I want to encourage you today and teach a little bit about listening prayer and how, how do we listen to God. Because it is different than talking to my wife or talking to one of you. So let's start out by first reading 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10. This is a short passage, kind of taken out of context, but... You'll see what I'm, where I'm going with this. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10. So here Paul is sharing a little bit about his story. He says, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, 
and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what happens in this passage? Paul, we see here that Paul actually prays and asks the Lord for something. He has a, a thorn in his flesh. Uh, he says it's a messenger of Satan. And he asks God, Lord, take this away. And he does this three times. He comes to the Lord and says, Lord, please take this away. I know that you, you, your will is to bring healing. That's your desire. You often, you showed that through Jesus. Lord, please bring me healing in this situation. Um, bring me restoration. And after three times, he hears the Lord speak back to him. And the Lord says, um, I'm not going to take it away. I'm going to, my grace is sufficient for you. And because my power is made perfect in weakness. So I think this is a really cool biblical example of asking prayer mixed with listening prayer. It's when Paul asks for something, but he also spends time listening for what God says back to him. Um, so, so yeah, this, this is just one of the many passages in scripture that shows us that God speaks to his people. And, and often in times of prayer, we can listen and hear God's voice as well. So how do we hear God's voice? Like I said last week, learning to hear God's voice can sometimes feel new. Um, we, when we communicate with each other, I can see you move. I can hear sounds coming out of your mouth. I can see your expressions. And I've learned how, what those expressions mean based on my experience. But when we learn to pray in the spiritual realm, in the spirit, we have to learn how to hear with our spirit as well, with our spiritual ears. And we have to learn how to see with our spiritual eyes as well. And this is different. We have to learn how to do this, I think. Um, I remember when I was young, I would often pray that God would speak to me. Sometimes I would go into my room and I would sit in my, on my bed and just say, Lord, please just speak to me right now. And I would, I would say, Lord, maybe like put me in a trance or something or shake me or, or send an, maybe send an angel so I can see and I can really trust that you're speaking to me. Have you, any of you prayed any of those kind of prayers? Lord, just make it obvious. Just make it clear. <laughs> Show yourself to me in a very clear way. And I would sit there, kind of wait and twiddle my thumbs a little bit and uh, my mind would start wandering off and start thinking about other things and I'd get frustrated. I'd say, Lord, we know you speak. The scriptures show that you speak and sometimes you speak really clearly and powerfully. And um, I would end up coming away from those times feeling frustrated. Like, Lord, why didn't you speak the way I was asking you to speak to me? And you can probably hear in my voice there the, the little bit of assumption and arrogance that I'm behind my requests. But it wasn't, it wasn't really until recently that I, I had an experience where um, I believe it was the baptism in the Holy Spirit that I begun to um, really started to encounter the Lord in new ways. And he really opened my eyes to some different ways that he communicated. I always expected him to communicate in one direct way, very clearly, very obviously. But as I read through the scriptures during this time, I saw that God communicates in a lot of different ways and very unique ways as well. So here's my, my brief list of the different ways that God speaks in the scriptures, that the scriptures talk about. It's a brief list. Um, in the, the link that I sent out in the email this morning, it has a more detailed list of this. But some of the biblical ways that God speaks is in dreams. We see that in the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
sometimes dreams are dreams that are self-evident, that are obvious, and sometimes dreams that are more metaphorical, that need interpretation. Both of those happen in scripture. Sometimes God speaks through visions, which are like dreams while we're awake. And again, some of the visions in scripture are obvious. Uh, Paul has a vision that says, come to Macedonia. And so, okay, I'll go to Macedonia. And then he has other visions. There's other visions in scripture that are more vague. They're more metaphorical, uh, like Peter on the rooftop when the sheet was being let down with all these animals on it. If you saw that, I'd, I'd probably be pretty confused. What does that mean, Lord? Um, sometimes God speaks through an audible voice. This is what I was praying for. Lord, speak to me loudly. Um, I think you'll know when God speaks to you that way. Sometimes he speaks through angels. We see that all throughout scripture. Sometimes God has spoken through a donkey, through a burning bush. Many different ways. Um, he, he speaks through prophets. Through, he speaks by his Holy Spirit through us. Uh, through prophecy or through tongues with interpretation. And lastly, he speaks through our mind, through the Holy Spirit, to our mind through the Holy Spirit. That's kind of how prophecy often works. So as you can see, there's lots of different ways in Scripture that God speaks. Some are very ground-shaking. Some will shake the mountain. And some are more subtle in the form of him speaking to our mind through the Holy Spirit. So... Today, I want to focus on that last piece, hearing God through the Holy Spirit, because we all have the Spirit, and I believe God speaks to all of us through his Holy Spirit. And I think this is often the way he speaks to us while we pray, when we come to him in prayer. So, how does God do this? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Um, to grasp this, I think we, we first have to understand a few basic principles. The first principle is that when we receive the Holy Spirit, we become united in spirit with Christ. When we receive the Spirit, our spirit becomes united with Christ's spirit. That's a very significant thing. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, He who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So when we are one with Christ, with the spirit of Christ, this means that we have his spirit and that... Um, he can communicate with us through his spirit. That's the first principle. Um, let's read 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to 16. Actually, if you have your Bibles or devices, let's flip to that, because I want to give you a chance to respond after reading this. If not, just listen, listen carefully to this passage. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things of God, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that have, that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. 
The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Don't you think that's a profound verse? Am I the only one who reads that and thinks, that's crazy. That's very different than I've often thought about my faith. Does anyone have thoughts on that? Anything you would you want to share about after reading that verse? Anything that stands out? Anyone on Zoom land? Because we're made in the image of God. Yeah. Yep, we, being made in the image of God means we are spiritual beings as well. And um, we're born into sin, which means our spirits are kind of dead in a way. And then when we receive the Holy Spirit, we're made alive again through Christ. And so we're kind of restored back to that initial image of God when we become Christians. Yeah. Anyone else have any thoughts on the, this passage here? All right. Um, so these, these are kind of the principles that underlie, uh, the practice of listening prayer. If we believe that God speaks to us in our spirit, because our spirits are united with his, then we can go to him in prayer and we can ask for things and he will often reveal things to our mind. What this also means for us is that when we come together, um, we're not just people who are trying to learn how to interpret this book. We're not just people who are um, who have all these sorts of different opinions, different ideas, and we just have to do our best at trying really hard to read this book and make sure we understand the historical context so that we can interpret it properly. That's part of it, but that's not, when we come together, it's so much more than this. Um, we are a people who are in communion with God, who are able to actually hear from him and are able to speak words from him to each other. We're able to speak words that are from God to each other. And the fancy word for this is prophecy. So these are kind of the, this is kind of the theology underlying prophecy and underlying listening prayer. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty, it's a very biblical idea that God speaks to us and through us. It seems pretty straightforward, but we all know that the real challenge in this is when we put it into practice, isn't it? When we have to actually practice this. That's when all sorts of weird stuff starts happening, isn't it? When As soon as churches start saying, we're going to start moving in prophecy, we're going to start listening for God's voice, that's when people get all weird, isn't it? You get people who start saying weird things and saying, the Lord told me we're going to get married when we get, like... I've heard of these kind of stories of these things happening and people start putting on these weird voices and scaring people and saying, God told me this and put on their prophetic voice and it freaks you out a little bit. It's like, whoa, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Um, sometimes it gets weird. Sometimes we get weird. Is that okay to say that? It's okay to be weird sometimes, but we don't have to be weird. It, listening and hearing God's voice doesn't have to be weird. Prophecy doesn't have to be weird. Um, I believe prophecy should be a regular part of our gatherings together. So again, what does this look like practically? Let's come back to listening prayer. 
This is, it's similar to prophecy. The principles are similar. So if you haven't practiced listening to the Holy Spirit before, um, I have a few suggestions. These are kind of the, this is kind of the way I do it. Um, you can feel free to, to do it in different ways. There's no formula. Um, it's actually very simple. It's really just having a conversation with God. So my suggestions are to come before God in a quiet place. Jesus says, go in your room and close the door. Um, find a quiet place where you can pay attention to what God's speaking to your mind. My next suggestion is to ask him a question. If you come into God's presence, say, Lord, ask him something specific. Sometimes the questions I like to ask are, Lord, show me a person who I can pray for today, or show me someone who I should reach out to today. And then I'll spend some time waiting in silence and seeing if the Lord puts anyone on my mind. And you'll be surprised at the random people who kind of pop into your mind and you're thinking, I haven't talked to them in a while, or why did they pop into my mind? That's random. Um, but when, when you feel the Lord reveal something to your mind, write it down. Even if you're not sure, even if you're thinking that might just be my thoughts, it's always good to just write it down to, to um, test it. If you're like me, sometimes weird things will pop into your mind. Maybe if you've been watching a lot of TV or something or spending a lot of time doing whatever, weird things might pop into your mind, and that's okay. That's, that's part of who we are as people. We, we, our mind is a very active place. And so just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, please clear my mind of the things that are just distracting. Clear my mind of things that are not from you. Um, just ask him to do that and, and just trust that he will. And just as I talk about this, um, I know that you might be thinking, if, if I receive something in my mind, my tendency will probably be to think it's just from me. It's just my thoughts. Um, if you're like me, that's, that's sometimes when I'm praying and God puts someone on my mind, I'll just think, well, I probably just thought about them and that's just me. Um, but if you, I, I encourage you, if, if this is your natural gut reaction, just write it down anyways and test it. See if it's from the Lord. I want you to remember this passage we read. The Spirit searches all things, but even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God. So we are able to have access to God's thoughts. So, if you feel that God has put something on your heart or on your mind, I encourage you to do a couple things. Again, write it down. Um, test it with scripture. God has given us scripture as his word, and he's not going to give us any new revelations that go against scripture or that contradict scripture or that set up new doctrines in scripture. Test the word. This is another really important one. Test the word with other Christians. We notice in the verses that Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. He doesn't just say individually, you know exactly what God's thinking. He says, we collectively are the body of Christ. We collectively have the mind of Christ. So if you feel that God has spoken to you, um, test it with others. Say, I think this might be from God. What do you think? And, and trust that the body of Christ can discern when it's actually a word from the Lord. And if you receive something that you feel you should share with someone, um, 
try try saying it in a way that's um try saying i think the lord might be saying this or or in a way that doesn't make the person feel uncomfortable if i feel that god told me to share with you that you got to sell your house and i come to you and i say god told me you need to sell your house that puts a lot of pressure on you that's like whoa do i is are you sure <laughs> are you sure i have to do that um if you come and you say i think the lord may be saying this what do you think um, and then you take that word and you test it and you test it with others and you weigh it and you pray about it. That's a much more healthy way, I think, of doing prophecy and of, of hearing God's voice and sharing it with others. So there's lots of scriptural tests for prophecy. There's lots of verses about prophecy and we're not going to dive into all of them today. Maybe we will at a later date. But those are just some really basic principles for listening prayer. So I encourage you, if you haven't practiced listening, listening prayer before, um, I encourage you to go for it. And again, don't just, don't just do it alone. Share your thoughts with other people. Share if you feel the Lord says something like you, share it with other Christians and, and weigh it. Um, I, really, I really think this should be a big part of our faith journey and of our gatherings together. Uh, when we come together, I really think that we need to be listening for God's voice and, and um speaking his word to each other. So I just want to share one story about uh, an experience in my life with this. And just to give you a sense of what it can look like, what it can feel like. And I'm kind of new to hearing God's voice. I'm kind of new to prophecy. But I've really asked the Lord, Lord, I really want to grow in this. This is something I really desire because Paul says you should, everyone should desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Paul talks about how prophecy is so impactful. So I was praying one time recently, and I think I, I did the way I usually pray. And I said, Lord, um, I just pray that you'd put someone on my mind. Is there anyone you want me to think about or anyone you want me to pray about? And a friend of mine popped into my head who I hadn't really talked to recently. And it felt like it was kind of random. So I said, okay, uh, Lord, if that's from you, uh, is there something you want to show me? Is there anything about him that you want me to pray for or anything you want me to share with him? And I thought about the verse that says, um, when Jesus says to Simon, 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 Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. So I thought that's kind of a strange verse to pop into my head. Uh, but I thought maybe this guy is in a time of testing. Maybe, the, maybe I need to pray for him that his faith is strengthened. Maybe he's, he's really feeling like it's a time of testing. So I, there's no harm in praying for someone, if, even if you're not sure it's from the Lord. So I said, Lord, uh, I pray that you'd strengthen his faith and that you would um, increase his trust in you during this time. The next time I talked to this guy, um, we, we just got started talking and he, he all of a sudden said, I really feel like the Lord's putting me in a time of testing right now. He said something along those lines. And as soon as he said that, I thought back to my prayer and I thought, okay, that definitely was a word from the Lord for him. Um, so at that point, I could share with him and say, yeah, the Lord actually showed me that in prayer when I was praying. You popped into my head and I thought I should pray that the Lord would strengthen your faith. And that was such a cool moment for me because, first of all, because it felt so normal. It felt like that was really easy. <laughs> that was very normal. Um and it felt like such a confirmation that, 
that the Lord speaks at certain times, speaks to me. And it really, it really increased my faith. It really made me trust in the Lord more. So that's, that's just a, one story of, of my life. I'm sure many of you have had experiences like that as well. Um, but yeah, it, it felt very normal. It felt very simple. Um, I kind of stumbled into giving a prophetic word, if you want to say it that way. I just kind of stumbled into it, and it was very impactful for me. So I encourage you, it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be crazy. God doesn't have to speak in these ground-shaking ways. Um, he can speak to you in your thoughts, in your prayer time. And the more time we spend with him in prayer, uh, the scriptures say that um, those who diligently seek the Lord, uh, he rewards those who diligently seek him. So I think part of the way he rewards us is growing in these, growing us in these gifts together.